Have you ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander, Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to MayfieldSportsMarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. Welcome to the Game on Fantasy Podcast with your hosts, Tyler Grezegorik and Gage Bridgeford. Welcome back to the Game Off Fantasy Podcast. This is Tyler Grezegorek speaking. As always, I'm joined by Gage Bridgeford. We do not stop for Christmas, but hopefully Santa is bringing you a championship uh, under your tree for Christmas this year. Gage, how are you doing? You ready for championship week? I know I'm ready for the season to kind of come to a, you know, a, a, what is the word? Grinding halt. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's weird because I know like for months we were like, oh, there's no way we're going to get through the season. We can't wait for the season to get here. And then all year we was just like, this is awesome. It's here. And then I know that I've been talking to I, we were talking before we got started and I've been talking to other writers uh, around the industry. And we're just all kind of like, man, we all need a break. And so I'm waiting for January to hit. Uh, I am excited for championship week. Uh, I have, unfortunately for me, I had no teams left. Uh, I had some, I had a bad run last week. I got all of my teams that had been eliminated already performed really well. All of my other teams stumbled. Russell Wilson let me down a few spots, but that's okay. I'm excited to get to kind of enjoy this weekend as kind of like a on the wall observer. I'm like, I'm going to still set my lineups, but for the most part, I'm out and I'm just going to enjoy football for the next a uh, month and a half until the Super Bowl happens. I'm still going to do some DFS for the next couple of weeks, though, just to get wacky and see if I can't win the Millie Maker or something stupid, you know? Yeah, why not? And, you know, the I have one team left, and that one league happens to be the only money league I play in. So There you uh, go. Uh, apparently somebody just knocked on our door outside, if you can't hear my dog. so I can hear the dog, <laughs> and that's okay. You know, he's just celebrating you going ahead and be, being in your money league finals. So that so that's great for you. Um, I know all of my money leagues. I got eliminated last week, except for one where I was eliminated the week before. But I was just it was a rough week fifteen for me. But I'm glad that you were able to get in there. Uh, I'm sorry that you were kind of upset on your Scott Fishbowl yeah, scoring. Rough go. Hey, you made it further than me though. Yeah, I, you know, I guess next year the only you know only place I can go is up. That means get to the finals next year. So yep. Uh, but uh, for me, I do have the one team left. I will certainly be rooting for them. But, I mean, I would like to call it a super team. But, honestly, I got hot at the right time with my running backs. My running backs were really poor. Dave Montgomery and Jonathan Taylor have been really good for me uh, the last few weeks to carry me through the playoffs as Kyler Murray and Josh Allen have struggled just a little bit. Uh, they had good weeks last week, but they struggled down the stretch before that. So, uh, you know, it's all about getting hot at the right time, and uh, hopefully you can do the same and win a championship. But speaking of getting hot, we're going to rapid fire through these games this week. Uh, we do know it is Christmas. We value your time if you're listening 
listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, it is Christmas morning if you're getting this. Uh, there is a football game this evening, or this afternoon. This uh, afternoon, yeah, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Big one, too, Vikings Saints. Uh, you're Vikings fans today. Uh, I'm sorry to, sorry to tell you that. If you're a Packers fan, you are a Vikings fan as well today. Uh, to, uh, to watch them go to New Orleans and take them down to hopefully help secure the Packers, or help the Packers secure that number one seed. Uh, there's a couple things that have to happen there. But we could talk about that on the Pack-A-Day podcast on Saturday when we preview the matchup on Sunday. So let's get started with the Saints-Vikings game. We're going to rapid fire through these uh, news, injury notes, and uh, you know maybe bad matchups, good matchups. But other than that, pretty bare bones for us as we go through this. Make sure you tune in on Sunday to the live stream where we can cover individual questions. But Vikings-Saints is the first matchup here. What are you thinking about this game? Uh, I think that this could be a really low-scoring game, surprisingly. The over-under for this game is set at 51. I'm not super confident there. I think the under hits. I do think the Vikings keep it close. The spread's minus 6.5 for the Saints. I think the Vikings ultimately cover that. You could also get this number at minus 7 in a lot of spots, and if you can, I would do that. Um, but I think the Vikings are able to keep this game close, and I think it's relatively low-scoring. Drew Brees, obviously, is not 100%. Struggled last week. For On the other side of things... The Vikings aren't going to be able to throw the ball at will like they need to to really keep this game like high scoring. So what I think happens is Dalvin Cook really grinds out the day, and I think the Saints just dink and dunk and just end up they end up winning. I just think it's really close. Um, you're starting your studs for New Orleans. I, th- I think you could have some confidence in Drew Brees. I think he's going to take care of the ball and just have a, a solid day. Not a great day, but a solid one. Alan Kamara is a good start. I think Manny Sanders can have a decent day. You probably have better options than Manny, but if you don't, like if you have a couple of guys such as maybe DK Metcalf, who has a really bad matchup this week, you might play him over Metcalf. Surprisingly, I know that that's like, what? I wouldn't do that. I I might. Um, On the Minnesota side of things, you're definitely starting Justin Jefferson. You're definitely starting Justin Jefferson, and you're starting Dalvin Cook. You can't bench either one of those guys. Adam Thielen is questionable for me. Uh, I think he's going to play. Uh, see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore, which I don't really like for him. I think Marshawn's a really good corner. Uh, you're probably still playing Thielen because you probably don't have a better option, but just temper your expectations. And I think that this game, while the total is high, could finish really low. No, I agree. I think this could be a defensive game, uh, and I don't want to play Kirk Cousins. I don't want to play Drew Brees, but I'm playing Alvin Kamara. I'm playing probably Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, nobody else on that Viking or that Saints side against the Vikings. Uh, other than Latavius Murray, maybe if they decide the the Saints decide they want to get really far ahead in this game and start running the ball and preserving Kamara like they have uh, shown. Us I just don't think do. that they get a big lead. I think that this game stays relatively close throughout. That's that's the only reason that I don't have a ton of faith in Murray. I think that last week we saw Kamara get some receptions. I think he gets really reception heavy this week, especially with Kendricks out. That's fair. Uh, and I have nothing to add on the Vikings side. You're playing Jefferson. You're still playing Thielen. You don't love it. I think temper expectations. You're still playing him. Uh, but I'm not playing Cousins if it can help it in a lot of formats. Uh, I don't think, even though this over-under set of 50.5, I agree with you. I think it hits the under here. I'm taking the under yeah. this game. Yeah, the uh, Saints allow just like 210 yards through the air on average per and game. And the Vikings year, are so. not necessarily a spectacular offense. They're definitely more than capable, and they uh, they can make some plays. But the one thing that they want to do is run the ball. The Saints run, stop the run really well, and so that might hinder this Vikings offense overall. But let's move on to Buccaneers and Lions. Lions have Matt Stafford, who is one of my starts of the week for Dynasty Nerds. Thank you for reading the articles if you do. Uh, be sure I have a winning record over there. I'm like 70% accurate, so a little humble brag there. Go check out the QB starts at Dynasty Nerds. Uh, Matt Stafford is one of them for me this week. Tom Brady on the other side. This is a great matchup. Lots of points on both sides of the ball. Yeah, um, I have, especially going into this this uh, Bucks Lions game, I have a couple of uh, sits and starts in this game, one on each side. 
it'll be up to you to go read uh, when it goes up tomorrow, or, well, now today, uh, to figure out who's who here. Uh, but I am really nervous for the Lions. This total is set at 54. I don't know why it's so high. I don't know if they just think that the Bucks are going to score a ton. But I, the Lions, you should be really nervous about it. They're missing, what, like 70% of their coaching staff or something dumb? They have an interim coach for their interim coach? Uh, Sean I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, they have a wide receiver coach who is their interim coach for Daryl Bevel. I am fade, I'm fading the Lions all over the place this week. Uh, well, he Sean Ryan is the quarterbacks coach for the Lions. Oh, is he the quarterbacks coach? Yeah, I so thought it was announced as the wide receiver coach was going to be the coach. Possibly. The I just know Sean Ryan was a hot name in the coaching market a couple years ago as uh, for teams looking for offensive coordinators. He's one of those guys that has been, uh, I guess, vetted for those. No, positions. it's Robert Prince is who the coach is. Oh, did they? Okay, the I Detroit saw a report that says Sean Ryan. That must have been a bad report. Okay, so uh, anyway, I might have to go change my article, but that's not the point. I still think that the Lions are able to score some points here. I don't think that necessarily Daryl Bevel's absence is going to be uh, hindering this offense to the point where they can't score points. I, I wrote about Matt Stafford at the start of the week because this Buccaneers pass defense has not been particularly good the last few weeks, uh, and uh, I think this is another week where they can where they can really give up some points because the Lions are still good offensively. They can still throw the ball, uh, and they are very capable of doing so. Yeah, Robert Prince, wide receivers coach. Uh, that's per the Detroit Free Press, came out this morning. Uh, I think that this is a Brady bounce-back game. I think that the Bucks can really put up some points here. The Lions got worked last week by the Tennessee Titans. I don't think Fournette's going to have that good of a game, like a Derrick Henry-level game, but I think he's going to be a more than solid start. I love Fournette this week. I'm starting him in the few spots I have him. Um, for the Lions, I think Marvin Jones can have a decent day, especially if Matthew Stafford still plays. I think that this is one of those games where we see Matthew Stafford really be the like the field general type, like calling plays at the line of scrimmage, really all audibling, helping out his interim coach. I just I don't think that I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball as well as they would like to. I also think that the Bucks defensive line can really really get after it in this matchup. Yeah, certainly. I, I could see that happening. I just I think I'm with the latter. I think I'm taking the over in this game. I think both teams score a lot of points. Uh, but Fair let's enough. move on to the 49ers Cardinals. Unless, uh, what are you doing with Gronkowski? You're doing anything with Gronkowski in this game? You probably have to play him, but at the same time, tight end is so weak that if you can find a guy in a positive game script, like if you can get Cole Komet, like if Cole Komet is somehow still available. I would be okay with playing him. Jimmy Graham, I would be okay with playing over Gronk. I think I have Gronk ranked like in the mid to late teens. And I honestly think that there's a lot of guys that I would take over him. So you probably have to play him, but if you could find a better option, I would. Uh, not a great matchup for Hawkinson dealing with David, uh, Devin White, Levante David, and then Antoine Winfield and the other safety whose name is escaping me. But they've been they've been good uh, for the for the Bucks, and so it's not a great matchup for TJ Hawkinson, who is rather a floor play anyway. Not much upside there usually. But uh, let's move on to this 49ers Cardinals game where there Jordan is Jordan Whitehead by the way is the other safety. Jordan Whitehead, so he's been better than he probably should have been. But uh, the overall the Buccaneers defense has been decent against tight ends. Not a great matchup for them. Uh, so 49ers Cardinals here. George Kittle is returning this. Week. Week, uh, he is a must play. I don't care if it, there's absolutely no reason for the 49ers to bring him back other than to actually play. If they're going to put him in in limited reps, it makes no sense. So I think you can fire up George Kittle with confidence. The guy wants to play. He's probably got a uh, huge, huge flame under his butt, ready to go. Uh, he, he wants to get out there and hit some people. So I'm excited for George Kittle this week against the Cardinals who have overall been pretty bad defensively lately uh and so i i think that the 49ers are able to move the ball and score some points i think george kittle has a big day yeah um i 
I saw I like I talked to you about before we got started. I saw a question about like George Kittle versus Bob Tunyon, and in that matchup, personally, I'm playing Tunyon. I have issues with Kittle playing. Um, I agree that they're probably going to play him at 100%. He's going to play his usual snap load, which is normal. But I don't, I don't get it. I think it makes no sense. You just paid him a ton of money in the offseason, made him the highest paid tight end of all time. You're out of the playoff hunt. Like you, you cannot, literally cannot make the playoffs. Every team in the NFL could lose, and you still couldn't make the playoffs. Like if every other team didn't win, you still would not make the playoffs. I don't understand. It'd be, it'd be like if Saquon Barkley came back. Well, okay, that's a bad example. Who's a team that's out of it? With a okay, it'd be if CMC came back, there'd be no point in playing it. Because you cannot make any make the playoffs. Just sit in, but whatever. That's fine. If you want to go do that, San Francisco, be my guest. Uh, but yeah, so you're probably, you're playing George Kittle because he's got a good matchup. He's probably going to play well. But at this, but I just I think it's dumb to play him. I, other than that, I'm playing Brandon Ayuk, and then uh, Jeffrey Wilson Jr. is a good play, especially with Raheem Mostert officially out. Other than that, I'm not playing anybody on San Francisco. Uh, like I'm not messing with the quarterback because I think that. Uh, Who's the who's the starter? Beathard. It well, I I heard Mullins is still the starter, so Beathard could be the the. I think, well, didn't Mullins get injured? I think it's Beathard. I thought he wasn't injured. I thought he just played bad. I don't know. Because he had two picks. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not starting the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you're not starting the quarterback either way. On the other side, you're playing Kyler. You're still playing Kenyon Drake. Everyone's like, oh, you can't play him. He's still getting another volume, so you have to play him. You're playing New Hopkins, and then Christian Kirk is a reasonable flex slash flyer option. Other than that, you can't touch the tight ends. I'm not playing Larry, uh, who caught his like first touchdown in, what was it, like two months or something? Or was it a year? It was like a year. Yeah, I was like, so I'm not messing with Larry. I'm not messing with anything else in the Cardinals. Uh, in terms of betting, uh, total for this game is 48.5. Uh, Arizona's favored by five. I don't know. I'm not really – like. I think the 49ers cover, but I think the Cardinals ultimately win. Um, I'll basically just go a quarterback matchup on this one. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think that the under hits on this, uh, I don't know. I'm probably avoiding that spread. But let's move on to the Dolphins and Raiders here. 47.5 point over under. The Dolphins are favored by three. I'm not playing any Raiders but Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. Absolutely nobody. And I even think with Darren Waller, you should temper expectations in this matchup. Uh, Dolphins on the other side of the ball, I think you can play whoever the starting running back is. It might be Miles Gaskin. Looks like he might it's, be coming back. I think this. Gaskin, he's, he was activated. It is officially Gaskin. All right, and so then uh, on the quarterback, I'm probably avoiding the quarterback as well. Uh, and then I don't know if there are, are there any receivers you want to play. I mean, you're playing Mike Kosicki probably, but are there any other receivers? Maybe Lynn Bowden exclusively in PPR. Is it though? Yeah. Like, but I don't like think Devontae Parker if he comes back, but I know he's still dealing with an injury. Right, and this that, I think that's it for this game. I don't think there's much else actually. Yeah, it's pretty chalky here. Uh, Dolphins are big favorites, right? Or so they were two point dogs when the line opened, and then they're now three point favorites on the road. Uh, because the status of Derek Carr is still up in the air. He and Mariota have split snaps this week. So go ahead and just pay attention to that. I think the Dolphins covered this line, though. Minus three is not a big line, and I have confidence in the Dolphins covering because I think their defense is really, really good. So that's where I would go. Let's move on to the next one. Chicago Bears, minus seven and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 47 is your total for the game. For the Bears. You're playing the Trub God, man. You're playing Trubisky. He's playing well. I'm going to keep playing him. I'm not fading him. David Montgomery, you're playing him. Temper expectations. He's, he's rolling right now. But don't. But if you expect another 30-point outing, that's foolish. We don't project guys to score 30. You don't do that. 
I have Montgomery projected to finish somewhere in the 15 to 20 range. I'm more than comfortable playing him this week. Uh, as far as receivers go, Allen Robinson was held out of practice on Thursday with a hamstring injury. So pay attention to the injury report as the week progresses. I think he ultimately plays, and as long as he plays, I'm playing him. Uh, tight ends, I think Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet are both reasonable plays this week. The Jaguars have been the worst defense in the NFL against tight ends this season. They're allowing more fantasy points than anybody else. They're uh, giving up an average of one touchdown to the position per week. Uh, I believe that continued last week with Mar uh, Mark Andrews' touchdown. So got a lot of confidence in just all the Bears pieces. If I'm playing a second wide receiver at Starnell Mooney, I know that's Tyler's boy, so I know he was waiting for me to bring him up. Uh, for Jacksonville, James Robinson, I don't think is playing this week, and so therefore, you're maybe playing DJ Chark. But other, but are you even playing him? Yeah, I think you have to play DJ Chark. I mean, at least in the flex, I don't think you have enough options on your team to not play him. At least in the flex, so I think that's it, though. <laughs> I mean, you're playing James yeah. Robinson, you're playing DJ Chark, and on the on the other side of the ball, I mean, James Robinson's not playing though. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I forgot yeah. about James Robinson not playing. Yeah, no, uh, you're okay. But the on the other side of the ball, I mean, with Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham, you're I mean, you're hoping for the touchdown there. I mean, they both don't get a ton of volume, but then you're you're looking at the wide receiver. If Alan Robinson plays, definitely. Darnell Mooney, I don't necessarily love this week. I think because this becomes more of a time control game, more uh, as opposed to last week, which I thought they might need a big play, which they did, and that's why he got involved. Um, but did I, you I think, know Mooney is playing 83 played 83 percent of the snaps last week? Yeah, he's playing a lot. And Anthony Miller played 25 percent. Javon Wims played 33 percent. Yeah, I don't think I think Anthony Miller's done in Chicago. I think he's a super talented player still. I just think he's done in Chicago. Um, also, Cole Komet played a hundred percent of the snaps last week, compared to just fifty three percent of the snaps for Jimmy Graham. So he's probably getting the blocking snaps too. So yeah, he, Cole yeah, he does get the blocking. Cole Komet's getting onto the field more than Jimmy Graham, so he's probably the one you're playing here. Uh, but uh, especially in the goal line, you got to think about that too. Unless they're using Jimmy Graham in a matchup on the goal line, he's probably not getting on the field in, in the goal line. So uh, as, as you said, I think that there's a lot of great pieces on the Bears offense that you can play. Uh, I have nothing else to add about that game. Nothing else. Let's move on. Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Indianapolis Colts. 44.5 is your total. Colts are favored by 1.5 on the road. For fantasy purposes, let's run through it real quick. Jonathan Taylor's a start. Got to put him in there. Can't really do anything. Up, yes. Yeah, bad matchup, but you got to play him. He's just, he's doing, he's playing so well. He's getting a ton of volume. Uh, I think that he's going to be inefficient, but I think he has a good day. Uh, on For the tight ends, can't play any of them just because there's not, no no consistency there. No targets really coming their way. Um, I think that maybe they could have a good day because the Steelers have dealt with a ton of linebacker issues, but I'm not like super confident. For wide receivers, are you playing T.Y.? Are you playing Pascal? Pascal? Play are you playing any of them? I'll play You're playing T.Y. Flex. That's it. I'm not playing Pascal. He's not going to get two touchdowns again. Uh, it's not a typical week for him. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is still there. It's like those two kind of split the work. Uh, Naeem Hines is probably the only receiving guy that I'm really in on in this Colts offense just because I think that there might be a lot of opportunity for cap down, uh, captain check down Phil. And so I, I think it's Hines, Taylor, and Hilton, and that's it for this offense. Yep. Let's let's move and then for the Steelers, uh, if James Conner plays, or I don't even know if I'm playing him. If James Conner plays, I think I'm playing benching all running backs. Maybe do yeah yeah due to situations on your team, you might have to. I mean, considering where you probably had to draft James Conner, but uh, I don't know. I I don't love it at all. I don't love any of the pieces on the Steelers side this week. Uh, I think you can play Juju. I think he becomes a security blanket in this game. I think Ebron does some things as well. But, man, I'm not excited about any of these Steelers pieces this week. 
Yeah, no, not a lot. This team is fading, and they are fading fast. Let's move on to the next one. Baltimore Ravens hosting the New York Giants. Baltimore is favored by 11 in this game. 44.5 is your total. Uh, the Giants look like they're going to get Danny Jones back. He looks like he practiced. He was limited, officially limited today. He took, I believe, the first team reps. Uh, he looked good moving around, looked mobile. His hamstring is still a issue. Obviously, soft tissue injuries are never something you want to play around with because they can get weird. And I think if Jones is out, this Giants team loses a lot of fantasy value really quickly. I don't think they have a ton to begin with, but Jones, I think, gives them a much better option opportunity to succeed than with Colt McCoy. Uh, for the Ravens, you're playing Lamar, you're playing uh, J.K. Dobbins, who finally looks like he's the guy. You're playing Mark Andrews. If you're playing a receiver, it's Hollywood Brown, but temper expectations. Because as always, Hollywood Brown is a boom-bust play. He is, not a, he is not a consistent play, and with how he's played for the, last, for the majority of the last two months, you're probably looking for another option. And if I'm in the championship this week, I'm searching for a safer option than Hollywood Brown. I think well, that he had... He I has the chance. Ideally, sorry, I think ideally you're building your lineup safe and you're throwing Marquise Brown in the flex for that boom play. I think that's what, how I would approach it. I'm just saying, like, if I can build a good lineup and then he is like a like if I have like a, a solid lineup, he's not the boomer bust piece I want to put in there. If I can find another boom bust or like another high ceiling play, I personally prefer the other high ceiling option because I think he's gonna have to deal with James Bradbury all day, and James Bradbury I think is gonna give him the business as he's done for the majority of the year. I. Maybe. I also think that James Bradbury is not going to compete with him foot for foot. I mean, that, that still means that Lamar Jackson is going to have to get going to have to be able to have to get him the ball. But, I don't know, you're playing J.K. Dobbins, you're playing Mark Andrews. I think you're playing Marquise Brown in some situations, depending on uh, – it's, it's going to be a – you know, it's going to be a uh, sit-start question you're going to get on Sundays, Marquise Brown or one of these guys. So, uh, on the other side of the ball, I mean, you're, if Daniel Jones is playing, I think you play him. And then I think at the same time you're playing uh, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, uh, if you absolutely have to. I don't love it, obviously, uh, because this Giants offense can be so lethargic at times. But Wayne Gallman, they're going to have to play catch-up. Wayne sit of the week for me. They're going to have to play catch-up, and I, I don't know how I feel about the offense overall, but I think the Giants do cover, and I think this overhits as well. I have him as a sit of the week. It's based entirely on the idea that, like Wayne Gallman, talking about Wayne Gallman, it's based entirely on the idea that Danny Jones doesn't play, or at least is limited. Uh, I think that the Ravens are playing really well right now. They've held two of their last four opponents to under 100 yards. One of and the other one was against the and one of the ones was the Cowboys, who had 111 yards, and the Cowboys were down big. So Baltimore's just playing real soft for the entire game. So. So I don't really have a ton of confidence in uh, Gallman or any of the other players. And they've also only allowed seven rushing touchdowns this year to the running, to running backs. Three of those came against the, uh, against the Browns two weeks ago. They allowed three rushing touchdowns. So in all of their other 13 games, right? Yeah, all their other 13 games, they've allowed just four rushing touchdowns to running backs. So I don't have a ton of confidence in Gallman or the Giants this week. If, Like I said, if Daniel Jones plays, I have more confidence in Shepard and Slayton. If it's Colt McCoy, though, I'm fading all of the pass catchers. Absolutely. Let's move on to the, to the next game. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Ten and a half point favorites are the Chiefs. Fifty four is your total. For one, if Julio Jones plays, Falcons cover. this is a weird Falcons cover. I'm calling it right now. I just have this feeling that they're going to be able to stick with the Chiefs. Yeah, no, I I think that the Falcons are able to keep it close. I think that I think the score will be closer than the game is. I think that ultimately the Falcons just get like a late score because the Chiefs aren't playing super hard. Um, I'm going. I'm taking just. For the for the Chiefs, you know who you're playing. You're playing Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. I think you can play uh, Le'Veon Bell. I will say temper expectations. 
Temper expectations for Valve. The Falcons have been surprisingly decent against the running game this year. They're one of only two teams to allow fewer than 1,000 total yards to running backs, the other one being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's because they haven't gotten run on a lot. but I, I know that, and that, like that's like that's one thing I took into account, but it's still it's worth noting that even if they're not getting run on a lot, they're still one of only two teams to make that claim. Um for the for for the Chiefs, yeah, you're still playing Le'Veon Bell, but I am tempering expectations over. Oh, Le'Veon Bell against the Falcons. Falcons are bad. He's just gonna light it up. Eh, I think he's probably finishing in the ten to fifteen point range. Still good, still good RB two option for the Falcons. You're playing Ryan Ridley, Julio if he Gage plays. If no Jones. Yeah, Gage if no Jones. Uh, you're you're playing Hayden Hurst, and then that's it. I'm not playing any of the running backs. Nothing, yeah, nothing else we're talking about in this game, right? Nope. Cool. New York Jets hosting the Cleveland Browns. Nine and a half points are the Browns. The Start Browns, the Browns are your Jets. <laughs> yep, done. Uh, you're not playing Frank Gore. Frank Gore last week was an outlier. I think that Chubb is going to have a good day. You're playing Jarvis Landry. You're playing Baker. What about Kareem playing... Hunt? Can you trust Kareem Hunt in your lineup? I think I can. I think that last week, well, hmm. I will say it is worth being cautious because game script is what messed uh, Hunt up last week. The Browns got up big. I think he got a little banged up, and they're like, you know what? There's no reason to put him back out there. We'll just have Chubb and then Dearness Johnson take the load. So if you think the Browns are going to get up big, which is very possible, then, yeah, I can understand fading Hunt this week. All right. I've been fading Hunt a lot of the year. I don't think he's been great. I mean, I think he had a couple good performances, and he's been otherwise subpar as to what you've expected from him. Uh, and so I think you can play almost all of, your, all of your other Browns, though. I mean, you're playing Jarvis Landry. Uh, you're playing Richard Higgins, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think Austin Hooper, is he out of this game? Uh, Austin Hooper, he, I mean, he played last week, so I'd assume okay, he's active. Okay, I wasn't sure. I yeah, because he caught the first touchdown last week. All right, so then you could play Austin So I would assume well. he is active. Yeah. Yep. All right, moving on to the next one. Houston Texans hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. 46 points is your total. Houston is favored by 7.5. I'm also double-checking real quick. Austin Hooper is not even on the injury report, so okay. you're good there. Um, I will say the, the offensive line's a little banged up, but I'm still confident in playing the pieces there. For the Texans, you're playing Deshaun Watson. Uh, you're playing David Johnson, surprisingly. I know we're at week 16, and we're like, yep, David Johnson's a play. You're playing Brandon Cooks and Adam Hansen. Is a flex play. Yeah, Adam Hansen or Chase Hansen or Chad Hansen? Ch- whatever his name is, Hansen. <laughs> okay, Chad Hansen. That's my bad. But yeah, you're playing him as a flex option this week. Not messing with the tight ends. Uh, Kiki QT also is a good play this week, especially in PPR formats. For the Bengals, you're playing Giovanni Bernard. I know that we're all like, what? He had 26 touches last week. He scored two touchdowns. I don't think he's going to score two again, but I think he's a good play. Uh, you're playing, I'm not playing the quarterback, Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen, whichever one it ends up being for the pass catchers. If it's Ryan Finley, can you play any of these guys? I think you can this week because I don't think the Texans secondary is very good at all. So I think Tyler Boyd can make plays. I think T Higgins can make plays. Uh, that's it. I'm not playing AJ Green, but, it, but, but I, well, yeah, you know, not AJ Green, but like if Ryan Finley plays, I have a lot of doubts about playing any of these guys. I have doubts for sure, but I, I think that you can, I think you can temper those a little bit. I think you can play those two guys. Fair enough. Denver Broncos heading to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Chargers three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, 49 is your total for the Chargers. You're playing Herbert, Eckler, Allen, and then Mike Williams if he plays. Hunter Henry is out. He was ruled out with COVID. It was either COVID or he's a close contact to COVID. So bottom line, he's not playing this week. Uh, Is it Virgil Green? Is that the uh, 
Is that the backup there? Thirty-two-year-old or thirty-one-year-old Virgil Green? Yes. Well, because he was the well, because he was the backup earlier in the year, but I know he went down with an injury, and I wasn't sure if he was permanently out. Let me take a quick look here. Uh, it's Steven Anderson. So no, I was right. He is. He is, Virgil Green is done for the year. So Steven Anderson, Donald Parham are you two backups? In that it's case, Parham, I'm not playing. Okay, Parham. All right, I'm not playing him. I'm not. Just, I'm not just in case you have to play a Chargers backup tight end in your championship game, I will pray for you. But it is Donald Parham who's the guy you want to play here. Yep. For the Broncos, uh, you're playing Melvin Gordon. Can't really play Philip Lindsay because he's continued to struggle. Oh, he's not playing. I don't think he plays this week. Oh, Philip Lindsay, you think he's just out? Uh, he's he's extremely doubtful right now. I thought. What's he? Point, what was his injury? What did he leave with? Uh, they said hips and knees. Oh, hips and knees. Yes. So it's oh. not good. So they yeah, said they uh, Lindsay was held out of practice today. That was the yeah, Lindsay. <laughs> yep. All right. So yeah, Melvin Gordon's your play this week. Uh, for the pass catchers, you're playing Noah Fant, who had a it's career high, yes. career high in receptions and uh, I believe yards last week. I think is what it was. Uh, but that was just because he got a ton of volume. For the, can you play any of the receivers? Tim Patrick is the only one I can play. You can in the flex. All right, cool. <laughs> Don't like it, though. Anyway. Like we said, folks, we are ripping through these this week, uh, trying to get you guys back to your family on Christmas again. If you are here with us, uh, don't worry. We're wrapping it up soon. Washington football team hosting the Carolina Panthers. Washington currently favored by one at home. 44 is your total. You can get that at a few different lines. I'm seeing it at 42, 41.5, 43 in a few spots. But 44 is the one I'm operating with right now. I'm taking Washington to cover this line. I think Washington's the better ball club here. I think that the defensive front of Washington is going to have a really good day. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is currently the starter if Alex Smith does not play, uh, which is still question. He's still questionable right now with that calf injury. You're playing if Antonio Gibson plays. Are you playing him? Mm, yes. Okay, because he was. Where was that? He is. He was limited in practice today and yesterday. Today being Thursday. Um, it looks like they're scheduled to practice on Friday. My guess is that'll be a really light thing, so he'll probably be limited again. So Gibson plays. You're playing him. If he does it, J.D. McKissage can have a really good day here. Um, I honestly really like both of them. I think in PPR formats, you can play J.D. no matter what. Um, for the pass catchers, you're playing Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas. You're not messing with any of the other ones. Nope. For Carolina, are you playing Teddy B? No. Okay. Are you pl- you're, pl- you're playing Mike Davis. Yes, but temper- I'm pl- I'm tempering expectations Absolutely. in a big way. DJ this Moore is a- and Robbie Anderson both, though I think you can play. Yeah, I think you could play both of them. I will say temper expectations because if that pressure gets to Bridgewater, it could be a really really rough day. He's been good Carolina. though. He's been good though about not forcing the ball, about making quick decisions regardless of pressure. I look back to that Packers game; they were getting pressure on him. He's still getting the ball out. They're still doing what they need to do on offense to remain competitive. Uh, I so yes, I agree. I think. While that conversation has to be had for most games and most quarterbacks, I think it affects Teddy Bridgewater a little bit less because of the way that he's conducted this Panthers offense. But uh, I think you can play those three, those three more, Anderson and Davis, and I think you're good to go in Carolina. Yep, you're definitely not starting the tight end, Ian Thomas, unfortunately. I will say, if you're betting this game, if you can parlay Washington in the under 44, I really like that. I think that this game could be really low scoring. Dallas Cowboys hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. 50 points is your total. For Philly, I think you play Jalen Hurts. I think he's a QB1 this week. I really like his rushing floor. Uh, I like his ability to run against this Dallas defense, which has 
three good linebackers, or two good linebackers in Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch, but they just don't have the athleticism to run with quarterbacks. Um, Miles Sanders, I think, is a good play this week. I saw a stat the other day that he has been one of, uh, I think he's a top five or top seven most effective running back in terms of like EPA per play. The problem is just he's not gotten a ton of volume this year. I still think he's a good play this week. For the pass catchers, you're playing Dallas Goddard, right? I guess. Maybe. I mean, who would you rather play, Dallas Goddard or Gronk? Goddard. Okay. Okay, I just wanted to see where you were kind of at with that one. Are you playing any of the receivers? Like maybe Jalen Rager? Not really. Uh, none, of the, none of the wide receivers have really taken hold since Travis Fulgham had that really strong stretch at the beginning of the year. I'm not playing anybody, honestly. <sighs> Fair enough. Dallas, who are you playing? Uh, I think anybody. you can play Pollard. I think you can play Pollard if there's no Zeke. Even though Zeke might play? Um, that's what I'm saying, if there's no Zeke. Uh, with Zeke, I think you play Zeke. I don't know. I think if Zeke, plays, not, I don't know. if Zeke plays, I'm not playing either one of them. I, think I don't, don't want to play anybody in this think... offense, to be honest with you. I think you could maybe play CD, but that's it. That would be it. I'm not, yeah, that would be the only one I think you could convince me to play because Cooper's going to draw Darius Slay. Yeah. Uh, and Darius Slay can't match up with most number one wide receivers, but he can surprisingly play really well against uh, Amari Cooper, and he has for <laughs> years now. Right. So, it's. I mean, he's still a good corner, Darius Slay. But let's move on to the next game. Los Angeles Rams, Seattle Seahawks, 47.5 point over under. The Seahawks are favored by one. I think the Rams bounce back strong in this game. I think you can play your Cooper Cups, your Robert Woodses, your Cam Akerses if he plays – uh, oh, wait, he's done. He's actually not going to play. He's done for the year. So what running back are you playing now? <laughs> uh, Daryl Henderson is the one you're playing. Okay. Um, I Yeah, no, Daryl Henderson's a safe play for me this week. I think that the Rams team a couple years ago it might be a little more difficult to tell, but this team has made it clear that they want to ride the defense and they want to take care, control the ball, and Daryl Henderson's the guy they're going to do that with. If this was Seattle back in September or early October – I might be a little nervous, but I think that the Seattle offense just isn't the high-flying unit that it was. I think that Russ and the entire Seattle offense is going to struggle, especially DK versus Jalen Ramsey. I prefaced it earlier. I talked about how I'm fading DK if I can this week. I know that's hard to do. He's been a, I believe, top five fantasy receiver all season long. Tyler Lockett, I'm pretty sure, is still top 10 among fantasy receivers. I'm fading both of them this week. The Seahawks struggled mightily earlier in the year, again, or a few weeks ago against the Rams. The Rams have only three teams have held DK under 10 fantasy PPR points this year. One of them was the Rams. Tyler Lockett had like 11 in the first meeting. He's he's clearly taken the backseat to DK over the past uh, probably six weeks or so. And you're really just hoping for a boom game from him. And I don't think that that comes. I think Russ also struggles. He was held to under 10 fantasy points in the first meeting. I don't think he struggles that much. I think uh, the two fumbles or the two picks that he threw, and he also lost a fumble, didn't help his day. So I think he probably finishes around uh, 15 points on the day, but it's not great. So I'm fading a lot of Seahawks. I think Daryl Henderson's a reasonable play. Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are are safe plays. Tyler Higby, you're just playing hoping for a touchdown, though. Exactly. Uh, so I have nothing else to add there. I mean, Jared Goff, I think you could play in this matchup in a lot of, in a lot of formats. Um, that's it, though. Uh, Titans Packers, uh, the matchup that we're all looking forward to over under here, 55 and a half Packers favored by three and a half. This game is in Lambeau. Uh, I wrote about Tannehill. He's a start of the week for me. Uh, sorry, sit of the week. He's a sit of the week for me. 
don't be confused with that. I think that this game gets has very much uh, Packers-Vikings vibes of a few weeks ago where Dalvin Cook controls the game for the Vikings, and they're able to keep up offensively, but it is not an offensive performance for the quarterback and the wide receivers. So I don't like A.J. Brown. I don't like Corey Davis this week. I don't like Ryan Tannehill, but I love Derrick Henry. Uh, and I think that, honestly, they're able to do enough to stay up with the Packers, although the Packers, I think, ultimately end up winning by about a score. So I'm taking the Packers to cover that three points. Uh, I think the over hits in this game as well. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Green Bay to cover. I'm taking the over for sure. I think that these uh, two running games can really get going. I think Green Bay can move the ball well despite the cold. I'm interested to see how Tannehill works in the cold weather. Um, I don't know that we've really seen him play in the cold all that often, and when they do, they try and ride Derrick Henry. I saw a stat the other day. Do you know Green Bay is actually 11th against the run this year in terms of yards allowed per game? (laughs) Yes. It's all based on the fact that Green Bay puts teams in a negative game script where they have to throw. Mm-hmm. I get that aspect of it, but it's but that, and that's what they have to do this week. If they can get a couple early stops and a couple quick scores and force Tennessee to try and throw, Green Bay can have a really really good game. For Green Bay, Rodgers, Jones, Adams, Tunyon, Lazard or MVS, pick one. Uh, I'm taking MVS this week. Or no, I'm taking Lazard. I think Lazard's the safer play. You know what? Quick thing. And you have MVS and Marquise Brown both on your roster. You have to play. You've built a strong, safe MVS. floor team. Are you playing MVS? Yes. Okay. See, that's. I was like, I'm gonna go real quick and see which ceiling play he wants Only to play here. One plays with Aaron Rodgers, and the other one plays with Lamar Jackson. Yep, that's exactly right. Moving over to the other side of things, like Tyler said, Derrick Henry is the safe play here. I don't have a ton of confidence in anything else. I think that the game could become shootouty, but I also don't want to rely on it. You're probably still playing AJ Brown and Corey Davis, but. Temper expectations because Jair can lo- – I, I really hope they put Jair on A.J. Brown because I would love to watch that A.J. Brown is one who could break open this game, though. Due to the whole idea Packers can't tackle, A.J. Brown's a guy who could make a lot of plays after the catch. So Yeah, and especially if they put him on any drag routes and force Christian Kirksey or any of the other linebackers to try and cover him, A.J. Brown could do a Michael Pittman Jr. and break Absolutely. one like that. Yeah, I mean, so. He didn't break any tackles in that run. He just didn't get touched, but – yeah, either way. Which, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on to the final game of the week: New England Patriots hosting the Buffalo Bills. Forty-six is your total. Bills are favored by seven on the road. For the Bills, you're playing Josh Allen. You're playing Stephon Diggs. If you're playing a running back, it's Devin Singletary for me. Uh, you're playing Cole Beasley as well. I love the fact that Stephon Gilmore is out. That makes my life a lot easier in terms of the pass catchers. For the Patriots, are you playing anybody? You're probably playing Cam, I guess. Maybe. No, I'm not playing. Cam. I was like, are you playing Damian um, Harris? If he plays, I don't think he plays. Uh, so no. And then you're not playing. You're not playing no. Jacoby Myers because he's going against Trey White. Yeah, I'm not playing. Well, I mean, I think Jacoby Myers lives in the slot, so if Trey White's going to travel the slot with him, that's then yeah, no, I don't want to play Jacoby Myers, but I don't know if yeah. he does. So, so I was so I was like, are you even playing anybody in this game for the Jacoby Patriots? Myers is probably the only one I'm considering. Maybe the starting running back, whoever that is, Sony Michelle or Damian Harris. That's it. Uh, not, yeah, I was like, I don't even have a ton of confidence in that. All right. It's pretty chalky. You know, you're playing <laughs> for Buffalo. Uh, like we said, guys, we wanted to try and keep this one quick. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here with us all season long. This is going to be our last preview pod of the season. Um, oh. I'm, I, I know, big sad cries. <laughs> um, 
we thank you for being here with us all year long. Um, I'm still going to be answering questions. Well, obviously, we're doing the live stream on Sunday. I'm still going to answer questions during week 17 on Twitter. Uh, we're not going to do a live stream that week just because fantasy can be a little fluky. But if you are playing in week 17, which I know some of you are, and I've seen some people are, uh, feel free to come ask me questions. I will still answer them right up until the 1 p.m. kickoffs. And if you have any questions throughout the week, feel free to DM me. Uh, Tyler, I know if you DM him or ask him questions, I know he'll answer them because he's such a good guy. But yeah, no, no. So there won't be, there will, is there, we, we decided on no recap pod this week or next week, right? That is correct. This was the last week of recap and preview and sit start. So we'll be going down to one podcast a week. We might take a couple weeks off here. We're going to talk about that and we'll announce on Twitter what's going to happen. But uh, we're going to be shifting our focus to dynasty content coupled with draft content. We'll probably have some kind of a, a podcast where we talk about offensive draft players. So. Uh, be on the lookout for the plans for us moving forward, but we're not going anywhere. We'll be here all offseason talking about Dynasty Fantasy Football leading up into the regular season of 2021. Creeping my fingers crossed, knocking on wood that that happens. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here all year long, so make sure you tune in. Stay in, stay in touch with us so that uh, you can get all the inside bits as we begin scouting and find the players that we like, players that we hate. Uh, and pick our brains a little bit because that's honestly how you're the only reason you're gonna get better at fantasy the only way you're gonna get better at fantasy is by talking about it and seeing and looking at other people's viewpoints and seeing how they think uh that's that's the best piece of advice i could ever offer actually all right uh we good no but we'll say goodbye what an ending to the season everybody go pack go